2: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com.:
3: Jason Greger, Jason so Strudwick. Dead. Connor Halloid you winds picking up a little bit, maybe cooling things down as it is hot outside. Breeze probably feels good to all you working outside. Right now, stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Remember the uh, the summers, working in the oil field. Oh, it was the worst, man. Plus thirty out. You got to wear coveralls all the time. Ugh, hated it. So I'd much rather work in the winter time at minus thirty than plus thirty. I don't know, I'm, I'm curious about how many of, uh, of the other workers feel the same way. Because I felt like in the winter time, you know what? I could always dress more to stay warm. It's you can't get cooler. Once you get hot in the summertime, like how do you cool off? God, it was, oh, just a sweat box. Got swass all the time. Oh, bro. I know, Struddy, other than your one uh, summer of uh, um, um, shoveling, or I guess sweeping the uh, parkades. Parking lots, yeah. Yeah, parking lots. You never really, What well, wasn't it parkades or was it a parking lot? Well, part, just everything. We
1: did, we were, we were equal opportunity. Yeah. And then uh, I also did the uh, carpet cleaning. That was a hot job. Because you got to get hot water. You got to drag that thing around. Yeah, it's a tough job. My, How long did uh, you
3: do carpet cleaning for?
1: Ten days. Then I got drafted, <laughs> and I was out. <laughs> 10, ten days. days. But you so Those are the
3: toughest ten days of your life, starting- No, no.
1: Listen, I'm not. But I just from my from my fellow uh, carpet cleaners, I, I I I hear you, and I see you, and I respect you. But it was. Uh, I, you're supposed to train for ten days back then. I was on the day, job for two and a half days, and I was so. I was only eighteen, and they thought I was so responsible. They turned me loose. On on the city, because I I had my own truck. I didn't have any history of DUIs or no drug issues, because I think I had a drug test. And, uh, yeah, and there I was out there just making it happen, cleaning carpets. I actually like cleaning carpets. I've done it a few times since.
3: Would that be the most manual labor job you've ever had? Uh, No, I, I mean, in the summers in high school, we used to cut lawns.
1: You know, I cut lawns and whippersnip snip around a couple of places, and then my neighbor he had when I was younger. I I was the grunt at his in the summer at his work, his which uh, McCuller. He built like fixed homes and stuff like uh, that, so I'd go around and just move stuff around. Searching for the
3: spark bucket and stuff. No.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly I was just just pure muscle. That's all I did. I just moved stuff around, right? Moved the sand or whatever. I it was it was good, but you're right. In the summer we had to wear long sleeve shirts, jeans. Uh, well, that's all I had it was jeans. And then, um, yeah, I didn't have to steal 12 boots. That was okay. But runners and, uh, yeah, and a hat. We had to wear a hard hat. I was shoveling sand. I'm like, why am I wearing a hat, a hard hat here? Didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Crazy.
3: Uh, let's get to the uh, Rashad report brought to you by NextGen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, and proud supporter of numerous youth sports teams. It's NextGenTransportation.com. Shire, what's the most manual labor job
0: you've ever had? Uh, most manual labor. Okay, let me think. When I was like 16, my brother and I got hired to work at a like a ranch. And we had to shovel out the cow pen. Like we just, it was like a foot deep of just caked manure. So that was pretty brutal in the heat too. So, I mean, you know, Greg's the smell of that whole situation. Uh, So there was that. Then I would say I also worked in my dad's shop. It was like a window and door place where I would have to like always be carrying around these massive windows and then I would have to put, like, the trim on them and then stack them in the truck and deliver them. And that was pretty intense level of manual labor. So probably those two. Um, that and I would say the podcast has been a heavy lift because I, I have to carry struds, which, Gregor, you know that. Hopefully. Oh as a partner of his, so carrying struds multiple times a week I would say it's been some pretty heavy lifting too
1: <laughs> oh jeez what a kick in the nuts
0: <laughs> you, dude, you ask you guys ask if you don't want that's to answer our, don't ask well at
1: least you're honest that's all we can yeah. ask for um Let's switch our attention tonight to this game, the big game, Game Three. What, what, if anything, do you think that the the, the Panthers can do to try to just get some footing in this series? Because really, Game One a little bit, but after that, the last, you know, I guess Game and a half, it feels like they haven't really had any, any equal footing.
0: Yeah, just just get robotic like about their discipline and physicality. Kind of borrow a little bit of what Vegas is doing. Keep it between the lines. Dump pucks in. Make their D men turn go and hit him just consistently hit him over and over and over again remember how the Oilers did a pretty good job on tonight to make an Alex Petrangelo's life miserable it wasn't by glove punching him in the face between missiles it was by I mean there was that one period where wasn't it three or four like really solid checks they put on him and the Panthers have players that can do that so just be just you know be machine like Dump pucks in go hit their D-men make life miserable but kind of keep it between the lines a little bit more. I think if they do that, they get into a good skating rhythm where they, you know, they're a nice physical team, and I think they they stand a chance that they can kind of make that their formula and stick with it.
3: That's hard. You're down to nothing. You think about it. Although history is actually on the side of the Florida Panthers tonight because uh, going really? down 3-0 is, well, is rare. Oh, I'm not saying to win three. the series, yeah. but just to, to, to win oh, yeah. game three is actually a little bit yeah. in their favor because uh, you don't go down 0-3 uh, very often in the uh, Stanley Cup final. Usually when you do, you're done in four. But, to, you know, Stroud's not talking about season's on the line. Oh, seasons. yeah, it's a must-win
0: game. A thousand percent their season's on the line, and everybody knows it. They both do. Yeah,
3: hundred um, percent. The uh, the interesting off season continues in the NHL, and that, you know there's new players out there. Where do you come out on Alex Debrink at? I kind of think he's overrated when I see what people think he's going to command in a trade. What About you?
0: Yeah, I mean I think he's a good player. I think he uh, has shown he can score goals at a nice rate. He's smaller, but he's not. He's not like soft small. He's not getting shoved out of games small. I don't think, anyways. I think there's sort of a robust element in the way he plays. Uh, And I like him. I think he he can score goals. I think he's a good guy. I think when you you hear positive things about about him. So I think he checks a lot of boxes, but he's smaller. You know, if he were Josh Anderson size, then maybe some of these (laughs) trade things we're hearing out there are a little more realistic. But, you know, smaller skilled guy that has some goal-scoring prowess, um, And I think he definitely has more value with a, with a contract attached. That's the thing. He's He's got to be willing, wherever he goes, he's got to be willing to engage in a conversation and do a deal, right? Because if all you're doing is getting him for a year and you're not sure where he's at in his willingness, then you've got to be careful about giving up too much in that situation, don't you? So you want to see him do a deal.
1: Uh, Ryan Shaw joined us talking all things NHL and Shogar, That's let that, so I put forth Detroit Red Wings. It's close to his home. Okay. Is that a spot yeah. or is there a more a clear spot for you? That would be easy for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Detroit's a good as good a pick as any. Struts like if if he's pulled back to that area for personal reasons, that could make some sense. Um, you know, I think they moved along some of their goal scoring here at this last deadline. And so they are going to need good players who have experience that can score goals and create offense. Can't just be all young guys. Uh, I like that. I think that's a good suggestion. Uh, you know, where are some other spots that want to add offense that could maybe fit that number that have assets to deal? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, Ottawa makes sense, but it doesn't doesn't feel like that's going to last. So I think Detroit's a good choice. When you look at, um,
3: you know, at, at Ottawa's whole situation, I actually I think this is a potential boon for them. they got so much money tied up in a lot of their young forwards anyway. I, I, you know, now they've obviously got Sanderson coming, and I like Shabbat on the back end. But I think Ottawa, this could help them because if they make a decent trade, and I'm not sure their return is going to be as massive as people think, but this will help them to maybe spread out their money a little bit better and not be so top-heavy offensively. With forwards yeah. big money.
0: Well, we know what their core looks like, right? Like, we know who they're building it with. They've got some really good young top-end talent, uh, the front and the back end. Um, so, yeah, he's one of those guys, though. I just – I think you still need guys that can come in and play good minutes and help run your power play and can help the lifting of the young guys. And, like, I don't – You don't want to see them scale it back so much where they're relying on these young guys exclusively. So I would like to see them figure – I mean, it would be great if they could figure out a way to keep them. But it sounds like – I don't know, are you guys hearing the same things and reading the same things? Some of the uncertainty is what's chasing them out of there a little bit, but not understanding what the landscape's going to be, who the coach is going to be, his willingness to sit there and talk contract. Well, there's a lot to be determined still. Yeah, that's fair. And – It's not going to get sorted out before the draft, really. I mean, it it might a little bit. I think Ottawa's a great situation for him, and it made sense when they traded for him, but to not be able to get the extension and keep him, that's tough for them, you know. They could fit there because they needed good players that could contribute beyond just the young guys that they're relying on. Shogar, are you walking the golf course right now? No, I'm not on the golf course, but I am outside. I apologize. I... uh, I went out for a walk, forgetting that we had moved to hit the 5 o'clock today, so I apologize if it's a little windy.
3: Well, no, It just sounds like you're out of breath. I'm just seeing if you're doing okay. a lot of text <laughs> people wondering yeah. if you're all right.
0: Do I, am I breathing heavy? That's funny. Oh, oh, uh, walking <laughs> uphill? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm good, man. What you guys don't know is I'm dropping down and doing 50 push-ups every 50 oh, yeah. yards. That's right. that's oh. my, it's my power walk. So. Oh, nice. I didn't even notice my push-ups.
3: So no, I didn't like it. I like it a lot. So, well, that's good. Well, you get back to your power uh, walk. Uh, do you, are you worried? Is it true? Because we got text people saying, are you, you walking around your neighborhood in Sherwood Park right now? I am, yep. And you're car- And you're walking with, like, those little three-pound weights to get the work yeah. in? Is that true?
0: Well, no. I have the uh, – I got the three-pounders in my hands, but I've got the ankle weights on as well. Okay. So, nice. I try. And Did Stratty lend uh, you his? <laughs> Strategy, the ankle weights, too. You known for that, study No, no, I, I just keep it
1: moving. I like to keep, I like to try to keep. I've been walking lots actually lately. I have to admit, I've been doing a lot of walking, walking the dog, trying to keep it tight. Hey, yeah, walking great, is man.
0: kind of like, I, I'm not a runner. The back won't allow that, nor will the ankles. <laughs> uh, the elliptical, even, I find the hips start to hurt a little bit. Walking is sort of like, I'm slowly but surely narrowing it down to walking being the main thing that I can actually do. So, it's like uh, I just got to make the best of it. What was that other well, thing you used buddy. to use?
1: Uh-huh. That oh, one hey. that's is it like cross country skiing? The cross trainer. What was that one? You kind of slide your feet back and forth. The elliptical. El- oh, the elliptical. You see, you don't use that anymore.
0: Oh well, I, I have it in the basement, and I, it's not bad. I just find if I use it too much. Uh, I feel like I need a hip replacement.
3: Do you, do, you, do you ever mix in some? Well, don't
0: you do lots of like stretching? <laughs> Tons of stretching. I do oh. like. I do probably thirty minutes of stretching every morning.
1: No way! Just no way! Get my,
0: oh, I do. No, I'm serious. I, I, I don't I, believe that. I get that. out of bed. It's one of the first things. Okay, well, it's fine. I don't. But he's need got a crooked back. Me, he's got a crooked back struts. <laughs>
3: I don't
1: think <laughs> he serious, does you know, it still.
0: I do, man. I'm I serious. don't think. I'm going to get pictures. in touch
1: with Randine. Uh,
0: you can. I actually have a yoga mat in my office on the floor, and every morning that's basically <laughs> the first thing I do. It's like 25, 30 minutes of stretching just to just to try and feel normal. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. No judge Strud. You don't know, Strud. Yeah, like oh, I yeah. – Jeez. No, you know, not, not everybody was a skill guy in camp, Strud. Some of us <laughs> had to grind a little. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. I'd like to see this stretching routine. This would be worth it. Uh, that's what you need to All podcast. Right.
0: All right. I'll get Randine to, to take some pictures, and we'll uh, we'll get you the routine. I can tell you, it starts pigeon, but a good deep pigeon, like a deep pigeon, oh, three to four minutes per side. you got to hold it, really hold it. And from that, I go into the, uh, the hip flexor stretch, both sides, good two minutes per side. Did they recommend
3: holding a stretch that long? I thought that wasn't good. No, it's a
0: form of yoga. form of yoga. It's called yin yoga. Yin yoga. All right.
3: Well, uh, enjoy your yin walk, and uh, we will uh, chat with you tomorrow. (laughs) See you guys. Ryan Rashak. Wow. Strutty. Let's see you do the pigeon struts. That's what I want to know.
1: Oh, I love the the pigeon.
0: pigeon. I do
1: it lots. I love the pigeon. It hurts so good. John Cougar, Mellon, Cap,
3: hey-o. Uh, I like, I like that the one nickname that does make me laugh about Rashad. <laughs> hey, guys, Drew Gowdy sounds banged up a bit. <laughs> the Drew Gowdy one? Oh, it's so funny. Oh, and I know he hates it, so that's what makes it funny. But I, I think it was Nilsson who Gowdy. gave him that one or one of the listeners. Oh, God, so that one makes me laugh all the time. Drew Gowdy. Oh, 523, Edmonton Sports Leader, TSN. <laughs> 12, 16. <laughs> uh, it's, I know, it should make me laugh, but it does. Uh, Derek Moncrief will uh, join us next in the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberto.ca. Jason Greger, Connor Halley this with you. Thursday afternoon, man, you just heard that report. It is going to be hot, so uh, take precautions. going to be uh, very hot and uh, probably going to be, uh, well, by the time Sunday rolls around at 5 o'clock... Uh, well, ask our next guest, but uh, I'm thinking that could be uh, ideal football weather for the opening of the CFL season, which uh, looks exciting. Lots of questions to be asked for a lot of different teams as we get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by Silent Eye Sports and Entertainment, an innovative market leader across Western Canada with properties including the Spruce Grove Saints, the Junior Prospects Hockey League, the uh, Hockey super league and more that is silent ice sports and entertainment and uh, we are joined by a linebacker for the saskatchewan rough riders they will be coming to town for the uh, season opener for uh, the elks and the rough riders sunday afternoon Uh, derek moncrief joins us derek welcome back to the show man how you doing
2: hey man good man how about you guys how you doing
3: Excellent. Uh, Late afternoon game, five o'clock in Edmonton. It's supposed to be really hot, so it cools down. Is that like ideal football weather? Like, what's the if you got to choose? What's like the best temperature to play football?
2: You know, I'm a Bama boy, so you know I can adjust with the heat. If it's (laughs) it's thirty plus, or if it's uh, twenty degrees, don't wait. Whatever, whatever. Just get the W.
3: (laughs) But is there one that you prefer? Like, is there one that you just okay? I feel better in this in this heat or this this temperature.
2: You know what? I like the heat because it tests everybody's wits. So to see what type of player you are for real when you're under the pressure too with the heat.
3: Dirk, did you ever
1: wear uh, one of those uh, air conditioned helmets like you see at LSU?
2: <laughs>
1: Definitely not. Too soft. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, how's it test? How's it different? You say it's it's is it different? Like uh, tests you differently when it's hot or when it's cold? Which extreme is is do you find it tests players more?
2: The cold. The cold is just. It's something different, man. You have to psych yourself up. You know, with the heat, you can you'll sweat and get you a little water whatever. But with that cold, it's different because everybody don't want to play in the cold. So, you know, those hits get a little harder. The ball gets hard. The wind is blowing. It's all the factors that come to that.
3: You must remember because you mentioned you're an Alabama guy. So you come to Saskatchewan uh, for the first time in 2017. What was yeah. your first introduction to the cold? And what were the tips you got to, to figure out how to play in it?
2: First game, it was, it was regular season. It was towards the end. We played Edmonton at home. I think it was our last home game. Wow. You're talking about cold. I couldn't feel my fingers, my feet. Uh, you know, one of the bets just told me, put some Vaseline on and put the latex gloves on and, you know, just try to go out there and, and survive for four quarters, but we got it done, so it was all good. <laughs> Joined by Derek Moncrief
1: here on the Gregor Show, uh, Rough Riders linebacker. Game goes Sunday. Uh, so what type of, uh, I mean, no games, you haven't seen them play, at least in regular season game. What kind of challenges do this uh, ESC, uh, Elks uh, group line up for your uh, your defense?
2: Well, first off, you know, uh, they got a returning, you know, head coach uh, Chris Jones, um, you know, with his resume, um he always builds that second that second year coming in. Um they got a lot of familiar guys familiar, familiar guys that played here a couple of years ago. Um they're good up front um, both offensive and defensive line, two headed Munster running back. Um they got Geno, uh, Dunbar, um, Arsenal, they got a plethora of receivers over there. So uh, we look forward to the challenge, you know, uh, a well-balanced team so they can hurt you on the ground and in the air. So we've got to be on all cues.
3: <laughs> Derek Wanker joins us. Derek, what about the Riders? What uh, What can you tell us about your defense? What What do you feel are going to be the strengths of your defensive unit heading into this season?
2: Well, you know, you want to predicate yourself on stopping the run. the uh, football's never changed. Uh, you know, football is spreading now. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to uh, run the football effectively. You know, on the defensive side, you have to be able to stop the ball so you know, it's all about putting the offense in um, in some long down distances so on second and downs. You know, uh, we got to win on first downs, and I think we, I know we have guys in this in this locker room to to do that and uh, try to set go high, set high goals for ourselves to uh, be the most dominant defense we can be.
1: You, you played a little bit with Taylor Cornelius, I believe it was his first year. What of evolution, yeah. if if have you seen from him through his his time as as pro? <laughs>
2: Wow, man. Well, first off, we played at Oklahoma State together. Um, most people don't know, so I've right. okay. seen, seen that growth right there with him, and, and me going there in, in 2021, uh, being his teammate, seeing what he did, uh, just progressed each and every week, and um, last year, man, he just got way more comfortable in the pocket making all the throws, uh, and then he can beat you with his legs, too, so uh, preparing for a quarterback like that is um, it's a difficult challenge. He keeps you up at night, trying to try to find different ways to try to uh you know try to get some stops try to confuse them a little bit and you know try to put pressure on them as much as we can
3: Derek are you do you, are there certain guys like do you like to talk trash on the field do you find does that get you in the game more can you get into the mental side of it or are you more of a quiet player?
2: Well, it depends. It depends. Uh, for me, I'm all about focus. I'm so laser focused. I let my play uh, speak loud. Uh, if I talk, then if I talk, then it's most likely the other guys start chirping first. Uh, you know, I have some friendly battles right there where I might chirp a little bit on second and third down and try to, you know, try to get them out of this game a little bit. But for the most part, man, I just try to go out there and compete at a high level and uh, let my game do the talking.
3: When you're going up against a former teammate who's a quarterback, because you know that, hey, quarterbacks are pretty important in, in any football, um, yes. did, is that a guy that you, you maybe joke around with more than usual and just kind of play off? Cause, and do and tendencies carry over, do you think, having played with them, both pro yeah. and college, are there certain tendencies you think you can see from a quarterback and then maybe that he can see yeah. on you?
2: Yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. Uh, you know, everybody has tendencies, all the great quarterbacks, um, you know, as much as you watch film and you, you're lucky enough to play on a guy's team, you pick up certain things, or maybe he's trying to hide it. But in in the game, eventually the true colors will show. Um, it's all about executing at the same time. So it doesn't matter if I know where he's going there. I got to be able to be able to be on my uh, and cues. I got to be able to have technique and be able to finish at the ball when it's time to get it. <clears throat>
3: And Derek, one last one for you. The new season begins and you know, there's always a lot of excitement, but there's also a lot of uncertainty. For you now you've been around the league five or six times and you, I'm sure some years you're like, "Hey, we got a really good team" and then that yeah. came to fruition and then other years you're like, "Yeah, we got a really good team and it didn't happen." When you yeah. look back on it, can you can you tell when the season begins what you have? Like how accurate is it?
2: Well, yeah, you just you- You've been around a long time, like for me, uh been here since twenty seventeen. So I've been around some great teams. I've been around some teams that have uh, you know, caught their caught their speed at the end or just trying to build up. But you kinda you kinda get a feel in training count what kind of guys you have in the locker room. Um, what's the energy, right? Um, you know, everybody has the same excitement right now, but it's a different thing. You can just you can feel. Um, for me having that experience uh, we got experience at every position um, on the team so uh, man we're excited man we're just, uh, we're just trying to put one foot forward and we, uh, we're around here we just try to take it one day at a time and you know put that 1% better and let the days be the days and try to stack them as much as we can and let the results be the results at the end so I'm excited though
3: well, Derek, uh, we look forward to seeing another season. Of course, it uh, it kicks off tonight. How are you a huge like football guy? Are you watching the games tonight and tomorrow and Saturday before you
2: play Sunday? Um, sometimes, but it it depends. It depends. It depends. Maybe tonight I'm gonna watch it a little bit. Uh, this weekend, maybe so. But I try to really when I'm not playing football, I kind of like I take my mind off of it. You no, know, because I watch a whole lot of film. I, I watch film twenty four seven, so I try to, you know, uh, just try to lay, stay stay laid back as much as I can.
3: Yeah, get away from it for a bit. That makes sense. Awesome. Yeah, well, thanks so much, Derek. We appreciate
2: your time. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.
3: Derek Moncrief, linebacker for the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And you think about that. If you grew up in Alabama, it's never really been cold. And your first experience, and, and suddenly you get into Saskatchewan, and I don't care. You know, you grow up here, that first minus 20 strud's of the year, minus 25, whew, it ain't fun. Imagine experience that for the first time. Like, God, it's gotta. it's just a mental challenge more than anything else. Oh,
1: it would just be a shock, a complete shock to your body. You know, it's, it's, it's like when, you know, if, if you go on a winter trip here, from here, and you go somewhere that's 20 or 25, right? You, I, I remember we went somewhere, I think it was like a 50-degree swing. And I, I've been in both the cold and the warm. It just blew me away. I was like, oh, my God, what a, what a swing. Now, a good swing going there, a tougher swing coming back.
3: Yeah, for sure. Quick break. Uh, we'll return to the Sports Leader, TSN 1260. we got the, uh, the oil report uh, Tell Me I'm Wrong, Strud's Edition, and more on The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, good tune. Good tune. Jason Greger. Connor Halle, Jason Stratton with you. You can text us at 10 Email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox. jgregor, tsm1260.ca. The Gregor Show is always presented by playalberta.ca, where you can uh, get in the uh, game tonight for uh, Game 3, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, or just in for a little bit of luck. Play the lottery, uh, grand for a day. Get your tickets today. Imagine that. 20 years. That's 7.2 mil. Oof, pretty nice. Pretty nice. Let's get to... Help me understand, or sorry, tell me I'm wrong. Strud's edition brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home with no payments, no interest for one year on your AC unit. And man, you'll need it right now. Stay cool. Legacyheating.ca. The Jason Greger Show presents Tell Me I'm Wrong.
1: So there's a golf theme to both of my things today, Strud's on this one. So I I, I believe that. You know, I've been playing at the same clubs for let's call it 20 years, right? And then I got some new clubs, and my scoring has come down. If I was a guy that was maybe high to low, high maybe high 80s on a on a pretty good day to low 90s on you know kind of a crappy day, uh, I'm now I'm pretty comfortable to say I'm kind of an 82 to 87 guy. Um, So I was pretty feeling pretty good about myself, and now you know we're talking about getting the rangefinder and all that stuff. But as I was walking off the course there, I realized like nothing's changed except for the clubs. So I actually didn't improve at all. All that improved were the quality of the clubs I'm using, and they're making me a better player. So am I actually a better player, or is it just the hardware I'm using or the clubs I'm using better? So I don't know why I'm not going to, I'm not going to brag about my golf game, but you know I think that it would have been more impressive if I would have kept my old clubs and dropped it down by the same, like I'll call it five strokes on average. My, my score has gone down. So, guys, tell me I'm wrong that I haven't actually improved. Just my clubs have improved and made the game easier for me. So it's actually a false uh, confidence I have about my game.
3: I'd have to see you play, Um, but I, I get the theory of what you're saying. And the technology behind golf clubs today is infinitely better, but so you have more clubs though. You actually have the proper clubs, so that's where I'll tell you you're wrong. You never used. To, you had a pitching wedge, and like nothing else. And you're like, geez, I got to hit my pitching wedge from 80, and I got to hit it from 60. Of course, there's a difference if you're going to have a you know a 60 degree wedge, and uh, maybe you're getting a gap wedge, and what do you talk? Now you have your attacking wedge. So you do have new clubs, starting, but you actually have the clubs that are made because it allows you to shoot a different distance more accurately. So I will tell you you're wrong because the short game is where you have the most improvement and the, and I'm mind blown that by this long you were like, "Hey, I'm going to have a 3 wood and a 4 wood and a 5 wood, but I'm not going to have short irons." Like, yes, your your game you have improved because you actually have the proper clubs. That's what I'll say.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's it's probably individual basis. What do they say? A poor workman blames their tools, right? But, Strutty, I once went <laughs> golfing out in B.C., didn't take my clubs, and uh, the course that I played at only had tailor and I felt a whole lot better with those bad boys. I don't know if they were a little bit lighter or what it was. The technology was probably further along than the ones that I had at home, uh, but I, I was a lot better with those nice clubs. Maybe it was kind of like almost look-good, feel-good type thing in my mind, but there was a little bit to it there. Could be like what Gregor is saying, you got the proper clubs, but... I, you know, you upgrade, I think it goes a long way. Yeah,
1: so I, so I haven't taken any lessons. I don't think my swing's gone any better. And yet my score's gone down. So I, I, I really do think my... But aren't I have not better improved.
3: from 100 yards in?
1: Yeah, because I think the the... Um, well, yeah, I think, I think that the clubs are easier to hit. Like, the technology's changed a lot in 20 years. Like, just imagine this, and here's the example I'll use. If you said to Leon settle, you've got to use a club from 20 years ago or a, a stick sorry from 2025 20, years ago do you think he'd hit those same shots
3: maybe not but the, but the also is that leon drysidel um had the proper stick you never did like i was I, i'm i can't believe that i'm learning today that you never had a uh, more than one wedge in your bag now no. you have well, the was- proper wedges to hit the shot so before you probably scald it or you hit it too short, and now you're hitting it, you're putting yourself in a position to score, which is what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah, it could be. It could be.
1: But then how do you explain the driver? Right? Driver is probably on average 20, 30, 40 yards longer and straight straight as an arrow. Most
3: of the time. Well, you're swinging less because <laughs> you're you're a little bit out of shape, so you're you're not as tired oh, no, not now as because you used to have to swing. You used to be taking ten more shots around. Now you're not, so you're you know your your body's not breaking down. <laughs> breaking down.
1: Listen, I'm not tackling uh, Mount Everest here, buddy.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm aware. Uh, I just love juicing you that your body's breaking down. That's probably my favorite part. Oh, it's tight. <laughs> Yeah, but it does make a difference, though, when you have the proper equipment. Is that safe to say? Well, I think that's
1: basically my headline of this whole story, is I think it has. It, 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 yeah, it, 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 I was quite excited. I realized nothing's really changed except for the clubs. I think that's what's too bad. That's what's disappointing about this whole thing.
3: But, but the, it, having the proper clubs allows you to be a better player. Like, and it's not that they're, they're new, but they're also a club you never had before. Right? Yeah, you never two, had yeah. that club. You never hit it. So I, that, if you would say you just replaced your 3-iron with a new 3-iron, and now you're hitting your 3-iron 20 yards longer, then I'd probably agree with you, right? Now, your driver, I can't really – but didn't you just get a new driver? Maybe yeah, your driver old was one – Like, Now, did you get fitted for the driver?
1: Oh, yeah. Everything was fitted, yeah. But the other, wow. to be fair, the other ones are fitted too, but 20 years ago, okay. right? Okay. So, listen, I don't want to be a downer on this somewhat positive Thursday, but I think that's – that's kind of where we're at, right? So, technology is the reason it's improving. Or, I'm improving.
3: Yeah, well, uh, yeah. You know, Stride, I'm not going to argue. Basically, you suck, and your equipment's good, is what I'm hearing. So, I, don't I, don't, I don't
1: think I can disagree with that. Normally, I would put up a fight,
3: <laughs> but I think I've come down to reality here. Well, we're not getting a lot of arguments on the text line either. No. Most people are agreeing. Stride, <laughs> it's, it's definitely your, your equipment and not you. Yeah. So basically, Strain, you're a hacker. Yeah. No? Okay. That's probably,
1: but I think just about everybody else is too. That's what I'm trying to say here is that if we all went back to use the clubs of 30 years ago, what would our scores look like? Right? And I think that's the big deal.
3: Oh, well, well, if the courses didn't get longer, yes. But the, they've made it. The, it's been the kind of the chicken the egg thing. Like, oh, we make this new equipment. Well, now people have to make their courses longer because the equipment allows you to hit right. the ball farther. So it's right, right. it's a little bit of a chicken the egg thing, right? Like if you went back to you know shorter courses in the old clubs, probably be similar, no?
1: It might be. It might that's it'd be a challenge. That's
3: what I'd love to try out. Well, Struddy, good luck. Thank you. <laughs> that's uh, Jason the Hacker Strudwick. Disappointed that he's improved as a player is basically what we're uh, learning from today. So. It's true. There you go. On behalf of Struds and Connor, Jason Greger, have yourselves a, a wonderful Thursday night. Enjoy the CFL. New season, game three of the NHL playoffs. Let's get to the uh, Conman man and a sports center update brought to you by the Edmonton Police Service. They're hiring a rewarding career with over 100 different roles. Discover your policing career by visiting newepsrecruits.ca. Good night.